This podcast is supported by Morgan Stanley. What do you get from the Morgan Stanley client experience? Listening more than talking and a personalized plan to guide you through a changing world. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Welcome to the OC, bitches. Welcome to the OC, bitches. <laughs> Should we try that different every time? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Today we're doing season one, episode 18, titled The Truth. Oh boy. <laughs> it's the last Oliver episode. Woo-hoo! So what's the synopsis, Rachel? <laughs> well, the synopsis is Ryan feels alone. He is suspended from school, grounded by the Coens, and even Seth won't listen to Ryan about Oliver. The only ally he has is Luke, who vows to help Ryan expose Oliver. Eventually, the truth comes out when Marissa is held at gunpoint in Oliver's penthouse. Meanwhile, Anna can see that Seth still has feelings for Summer and breaks up with him. And in other breakup news, Caleb cowardly asks Kirsten to dump Julie on his behalf. Dun, dun, there's so dun, much. Dun, dun. <laughs> there's drama and there's fashion and passion and gun pointing. We have such a gun pointing. <laughs> I know. I know. And Marissa making really stupid moves and Seth being such an idiot. I'm sorry. Yeah. But we have a really cool guest. And I know the fans are really, really excited for our guest. Should we welcome her in? Absolutely. So our guest today may be one of the most entertaining relatable queens working today. This triple threat actress, singer, dancer made her Broadway debut at the age of 15 in the musical 13, starred in the Nickelodeon series, series Victorious as Jade West, which my daughter and I watched. And since two, 2017, she has portrayed Fallon Carrington on the CW's Dynasty. Need I say more? Otherwise known as the best celebrity on earth, everyone, Liz Gillies. <laughs> Thank you. That was quite an introduction. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, first of all. No, thank you for having me. I have been wanting to do this and I'm so excited to meet you guys and to be on your show. Yeah, you too. I know Josh set us up in the beginning. I think it was yeah. on Instagram. He was like, uh, Bilson, <laughs> meet Liz. You guys make this happen. <laughs> I was like, I okay. know. I kept posting about my rewatch online and then Josh connected us. I guess he felt bad for me. He's like, why don't you go on her show? Because you're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell you how much fun I had getting to know you via. Dr. Google and Mr. YouTube. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I admit that, you know, you're like my new girl crush oh because God. Thank you, you have, I mean, there's some, so many, we have like things in common, like no caffeine, no sun, and we love hats, but <laughs> yes, all of that. True. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait, can we talk about that for a second? No caffeine. Was yeah. that like a conscious, what's the deal? <laughs> no, I, I actually, so I started drinking coffee the end of last year, but I, and I'm, I'm addicted to it, but I get only decaf coffee, which is so strange, but I think it's like the ritual of the whole thing. And I only get like lattes. Like I actually hate the taste of coffee, but anyway, I don't drink anything or eat anything with caffeine in it. It's sort of just a coincidence, but you're like, my, I my dietary it. stuff is crazy. Yeah. No, I get, I get really intense in a way that's unhelpful, especially at work when I drink caffeine, I'm like the best version of myself for 15 minutes. And then it's just a nightmare after that. Right. So, yeah. That is- yes. No, it, it can cause me to get super, super anxiety. Yes. That's and, what happens it, to me. And it kind of changed like right about your age. Yeah. All of a sudden I was about your age and all of a sudden caffeine just didn't, was not my friend. No, it, and it, I don't it turns go in the on sun. you. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't go in the sun either. I, was, and- I spray tan last night just for you guys. <laughs> you had to, I mean, to get ready for the OC, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys are so tan in that show. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I love the show growing up. And of course, I was, I religiously watched it every week, but I was so much younger. And now as an adult watching it, there are things I pick up on. And I'm just like, were you guys out in the sun having fun? Or were you keeping up that tan for the show as well? <laughs> I was keeping it up for the show okay. because I don't go in the sun to right, right, cancer like in my family. And I would go into those booths <gasps> that they would spray you. Yeah. And at one point in my, I literally, 
I would wake up the next morning and my face would have all these little bumps and I would, <gasps> the whole, my whole body would smell like it was just gross. I know. And at one point I went, there's no way this is healthy for my lungs either. Right. So if you watch the show progressively, we get a little Paler. bit lighter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mine was just like pure painting, you know, like makeup and bronzer. Right. And it was very, very intense. For a long time. Yeah. Well, it looked great. You guys are so hot on this show. I mean, you're Aww. hot now, but my God, I'm watching it. And I'm just like, geez, <laughs> the early 2000s, there was nothing quite like it. It's just like, it was just a hotter time, in my opinion. Hotter. For, Do you think you know fashion I mean? wise, <laughs> would, you, would you dare to say fashion wise? It was like. <laughs> I, I actually just had, well, I mean, the fashion was questionable, but it was very body con <laughs> and it was a very, you know, low waisted and oh, crop yeah. tops. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and you were on the OC. So it's just it, the marriage of everything was just kind of perfect. I don't know. It's iconic. <laughs> it was great. Right. Iconic. Well, I have a question for you just because we were talking about your age. At, at your age, <laughs> I could not for the life of me do publicity well. And I've been watching your talk shows and your your makeup tutorials and people put together these compilations where I got the <laughs> quote, literally the most relatable or the best celebrity on the planet. So and sweet. I remember doing like you you're so so charming on James Corden. And Thank you. and I remember at your age I did um uh, Conan O'Brien. And Looks it was such amazing. a bad interview no. that I, they pulled me aside and I had to do media training. After <gasps> no. <because laughs> so, but that's interesting that you say that because mm-hmm. I started on a kid's show and before we did anything, we had to do media training. So we were, you know, around 14, 15 years old, I had to go through, you know, right. total media training so that I never made any mistakes. And it's actually been interesting learning to peel that back so that I am a little bit more I sounded like a robot in my really early interviews because you're trained <laughs> to speak in a certain way that's very unrelatable. You kind of sound like a mini adult in like a How weird. 11-year-old's body. Yeah, it's really strange. Like, so yeah. unlearning, it's been helpful, weirdly. But I think that's why I'm, I'm so conscious of saying anything wrong. Meanwhile, in my life, I say all kinds of you know, crazy things. But, <laughs> but, but I would hope so. <laughs> but you don't, yeah. you don't sound self-conscious. Well, you sound like you, like you've right. found a way to go on these talk shows and it like, it's, it's a skill. It's a medium that one needs to be proficient at in this industry to be a quote, good celebrity. Right, and I right, just right. never really enjoyed it. And you seem like you enjoy it and you have fun and you're out there. See, but doing- this is so effortless for you and for both of you. I, I don't believe that you're bad at interviews. There's no way in hell. Are you saying just when you were younger? I'm saying I'm, I'm, I think this, this podcast is helping me do it, <laughs> yeah, but right. I don't know. I I prefer to just be the character and not necessarily. What about you, Rachel? Do you like publicity? You know, what's so funny is when I was younger, like during the OC, the beginning, and we would have to do talk shows and stuff. I remember my first interview. Oh God, what was his name? Ooh, I can't remember right now. It'll come to me. But anyway, I was so myself and open and they were like, so what do you like to do? And I was like, I don't know, dance to Escapade by Janet Jackson. Just like so random and just like throwing <laughs> things out there. But it was like one of my better interviews because I remember doing Letterman and like calling him out. And I I remember like Topher Grace. This is so weird. I don't even know if you know who Topher Grace, like from that 70s show. Of course, I do. Of yeah, course of course I do. I, I mean, Topher no, Grace love is. Topher. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. you're just so much younger, but you're very professional. Um, so, <laughs> and I remember him being like, you told off David Letterman. You're like, that's so awesome. Because when I was younger, I didn't care. But as I got older, I think maybe it was even Brody that was like, you need to be prepared when you go on these talk shows because they want you to tell a story. Like Tom mm-hmm. Hanks always like prepares mm-hmm. so much because he has to have a certain story to tell. And then I got in my head. So it gave me anxiety before totally. going out on these talk shows because I'm like, oh, fuck, like I have to tell a story. I have yeah. to be funny. And like I got way self-conscious after that, like being like, and you I have to prepare. Your effortlessness and you being truly yourself is probably so endearing and charming to people. I bet it did trip you up when you're like, how do I calculate this? How do I like build it from the ground up as (laughs) opposed to just react? Sweet of you to say, but I do, I always try to refuse pre-interviews because that's what they do. They make you do the interview essentially before you go on to do the interview. And I hate it because it feels so you know, rehearsed and it makes me very self-conscious. That's just personally how I am. Totally. When I did the view, I, you do that pre-interview mm-hmm. with the producer yes. and you go out and you sit with the ladies and I get to talk to Barbara Walters and you come and you think, oh, okay. And I come backstage and the producer goes, you didn't tell the story the same way you told it to me. Like I got in trouble. That's <laughs> got an crazy. F. And I was like, oh gosh, well, how did I say it to you? Because it's just a conversation, right. but yeah. 
Yes, and you're they, listening I mean, and you're reacting and it can go to different places, which is yeah. what the audience wants. I mean, you know, a setup is so obvious. I, my first like big, well, like my first late night, I, I, I did Kimmel and they did the pre-interview and I was throwing out all these stories and I made it a point to myself, like, even if I'm just talking to myself, I'm going to get in all my stories, which is so weird and not what you do. And if I watch <laughs> that interview back, I just sound like, I'm just like, I won't shut up. So there's definitely a downside to like wanting to hit that target too hard. And I've fallen victim to it for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly the, the, the mistake that people fall into when we go out there and we're not that we're so new in it. We we're repeating these stories when in fact, what you need to forget, you need to almost forget about the audience and just have a conversation with the host because you'll miss their cues. And yeah. that's what I had to learn to do. No, me too. There's I my one of my favorite interviews is like Kimmel and Jessica Lang, and they're just flirting the whole time. Like they have this <laughs> insane chemistry that, and she's just it, none of it feels rehearsed. Not, it feels like it went way left, and it's the most enjoyable interview. Or Angelina on Conan is another great one where she's just like mercilessly flirting with him, and he's uncomfortable and he starts to sweat, and it's not. <laughs> prepared. And those are the best ones. I mean, absolutely. I love right. that you like know those by heart. You're like, yes. And Angelina. Yeah, I, do. Like- well, I love Jessica Lang and I love Angelina Jolie. There are certain women that I'll watch all their stuff because I, because I love it. Yeah. 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 Super cringy. Super sure. cringy. My, well, mine was, sorry. Mine oh. was. I don't think no, I'm they're ever- cringy. They're cringy too in other ways. Yeah. In sure. other ways. I don't think I'm ever going to be allowed on Kimmel again because he was so I remember the feedback from his show was that I was too aggressive because at the time I I did this like ice cream commercial thing and I ate so much of this ice cream, like it would make me absolutely nauseous. And on the show, they wanted me to show like how I did the perfect bite of this ice cream bar. And I was like, dude, I cannot, like, I can't do it. Like I will throw up, you know? And I was younger and looking back, I'm like, you should have just fucking like bit the ice cream. (laughs) What was the big deal? But I was like, no, (laughs) like even on camera, on air, I had told them before, but he still tried. And I was like, no, like, I'm not going to eat that. Like, no, I can't. I mean, if you said no, it's kind of on them. They can't force feed you on live TV. I appreciate that, Liz. I'm going to relay (laughs) that you said that. And hopefully I will be back in their good graces. (laughs) Oh, you will. Even if we have to go on as a trio, you're going to be there. We're going to do it. I think that's what needs to happen. Kimmel, if you're listening, I know you are. We're coming. We're coming for you. (laughs) So you have obviously done so many things as we talked about, but I was so intrigued to learn that you directed an episode of Dynasty. Yes, I that did. Is- I directed, yeah, this past season. It was, I, I wanted to do it for years and I shouted a bunch and I was very thankful that they let me do it. And uh, I had the best time. I want to do it millions of more times. I mean, I, at the end of it, I wanted to do it exclusively, which I backed off of now, but <laughs> I, they're like, no, that's not how this works. You very much still have to be on the show. <laughs> nice try. But I had the best time. It was so cool. I mean, you know, it's like you do a trillion episodes of a TV show and then you're like, okay, let me try this. Let me, let me, you know, take a, I saw, um, that, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Cooper, Tate, right? Tate. Yeah. He directed your show, right? A couple of a bunch of times mm-hmm. and he's a director he now. Yes. Yeah. Randomly, one of our writers, he was like the best man at his wedding. I was <gasps> talking about the OC aimlessly and it actually found kind of a point where he's like, no, that's my very good friend actually. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. I would direct anything, any day. I had the best time. It was so, so much fun and loved. It. Yeah. It was great. That is so cool. I admire that. I think that's awesome. How did your castmates react to you directing? They were cool. Of course, you're scared that your castmates are just going to be, you know, assholes to you. Like, you're like, okay, actually shift gears now. I'm telling you what to do. But they were very, uh, they were super great. I mean, you know, I think being directed by an actor and coming from an actor's perspective is always nice. And they appreciated that. And I, I really wanted to make it, you know, the best episode it possibly could be. I felt I had a lot riding on it. So they picked up on that and they were super respectful and they did a great job. So it was great. It was wonderful. That's awesome. And you've also had a really busy, exceptional year, even though it was COVID. Yeah. You got married, right? <gasps> I did. I got married. I got, yeah. I got married. My, my anniversary is actually... I think for the eighth. So what is it today? Yeah, it's very soon. Oh, you're, um, you're still a newlywed. <laughs> so, I know we've been together for almost 10 years, but I'm a newlywed. <laughs> right. It's such a weird, it's funny when you get married, it's like, it starts back to one and everyone treats us like we're a young one year couple. And I'm just like, oh, not at all. But yes. That's, that's sweet. Yeah. I had this huge wedding plan and then I ended up getting married on a farm in New Jersey with 10 people. And it was amazing. It was That's so like, cool. Perfect. Oh, it was perfect. I would never redo it. I don't want to do over it all. It was awesome. That was, yeah. And no That's one got cool. COVID. 
No, you're thing. like, listen, it was a success. No one got COVID. <laughs> it was a no, very successful it was like, wedding. Yeah, it was hard to get tested back then. So we took a big swing and I had, we had, you know, like my grandparents were there and Aww. I was just like, oh man, oh man, if this does not go the way I hope, I'm going to feel really bad. But we pulled it off and it was beautiful. Are you from Jersey? Is that why you yeah, went there? Yeah, I'm from Jersey. Where, whereabouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bergen County. I'm, uh, I'm like, you know, 20 outside the city. So I spent most of my time either in New Jersey or New York City. Growing Got up. it. Cool. I have family. Yeah. yeah. But I lived in Jersey as well. But um, oh, nice. that's very cool. Nice but yeah, the whole wedding thing, I think the smaller, uh, that just sounds ideal in my it was perfect. Opinion. Yeah. I, it was so humid and hot because it was August, of oh, course, no. in New Jersey. That was your all hair? my makeup. Oh, no. So I did my own hair and makeup as well as my grandma's and my mom's. I didn't even oh, have hair and makeup people. That's yeah. so sweet. I know. I was going to have this big drag wedding at like the St. Regis in Atlanta. And then I, <laughs> and then I turned out having like a full farm moment. And it was it was amazing. But yeah, I, I, I have really curly hair. So right after I got married, my hair was out to here curly and I had no makeup on. And were, I was like, you know what? Yeah, Whatever. You were Monica and Barbados. <laughs> I literally was exactly what I was. It's so funny. Yes. That totally. was very cool. Now also Dynasty has been picked up for a fifth season. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's a really long time. Are you still having a lot of fun? I'm You're still so enjoying this? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, you know how it goes, but I'm having, I'm having a great time. I'm it's, it's, they keep coming up with new crazy shit yeah. <laughs> and I do right. it and I like, love it. And, uh, I played my own mother, which I never saw coming. And, right. you know, they, they, our cast changes constantly. It's kind of like game of Thrones in that way. So, uh, <laughs> they keep us on our toes and they keep the fans on their toes. And it's really been interesting with the Netflix component, mm. as I'm sure you guys know too, with like HBO max, it's just this resurgence from people binging your show on different platforms that are not just watching live on TV. It's changed the game in a big way. So internationally it's right. huge and it's been great. I'm so thankful to have a show that's run this long and I'm down to keep doing it. Yeah. And it's in Atlanta, right? Atlanta, so you have yeah. to live I, in Atlanta for it. Yeah. I did. I bought a house here and I'm, I guess I'm a Southern bill now, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I live here. <laughs> it's cool. It's great. And you get to sing on the show. Yeah. You get to do, yeah, there's musical numbers. You did yeah. a I Love Lucy episode. Oh, I mean, you do all kinds of crazy things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. I was on my treadmill watching some episodes this morning. So oh I my did. God, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we did a noir episode. We did a musical episode, an I Love Lucy episode. We have another themed episode coming up. And so, yeah, there's really no parameters or limits to what is allowed since we're a soap pretty much. Right. And, uh, it's mm-hmm. fun. I mean, yeah, we've really strayed like from the original, but like, I'll do whatever. <laughs> it's almost like a variety show at this point and I'm game. You know? yeah, I, I wish I was on a variety show and I kind of am. So it yeah. works out. It sounds like a lot of fun. You're obviously a lot younger than us. Um, <laughs> you keep how, saying that. I don't feel that much younger than you guys. I don't know. I guess, you know what? No. I'm turning 40 this month. So everything to me is like so much younger and I'm going through this thing where like, you know, the whole, everyone puts a pressure on I hear everybody it. just say how much they just adore their 40s. I have never heard anyone say anything different than that. Especially I'm fine when with it. That's what I heard. And it's just the pressure around it. Like I'm totally fine with it, but like the pressure around it and then feeling like I have to do something big for this birthday and like literally I'm just going to take my daughter to Cracker Barrel. Like that is that what amazing. I want to do. Like, to a farm. That's what I did. Yeah. Or go to a farm and do my own hair and makeup and, you know, the whole thing. There you go. And I'll have Done. the ha- same hair as you, Monica, in full effect. But amazing. Um, so when did you like discover the OC and what, like, how did you start watching it and, and how did it When it started? I was really, what year did it start again? It's 2003. 2003. Yeah. Okay. So I was 10. What? And yeah, well, right. Is that really bad math? I was born in 93. Anyway, I was too young to be watching the show. Yes. And so I kind of couldn't watch it. My parents weren't strict, but they were just like, you're not watching this at home. Right. Right. And I was like, cool. So I'd run to my friend's house, my best friend, Kristen, and we would like jump on her parents' bed when the theme song came out, especially when it got going at the end, like, <laughs> we'd like jump and we'd watch it. And then I remember, you know, the episode where, you know, Marissa died, we like ordered tons of ice cream and we had a morning party with all of our friends and listened to Imogen Heap. And I experienced it fully as it was on as I guess someone who was a little too young, but I just adored the show. So revisiting it now after having not seen it in so long, it's been so interesting. And the characters I'm attracted to or the storylines I'm picking up on more it's just been really interesting. I'm watching it in a very different way. I'm on season four now. Oh, that's where I'm at. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I that's did it. Awesome. I really did it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we, when you were coming on the show, we put up on Instagram, we asked people to send in questions yeah. and send in voicemails and 
right questions. I have never had so many questions on my, <laughs> for, for you. I've, Rachel, I have thousands of questions. Wow. She's oh really, God. really popular. And a lot of them. <laughs> no, a lot I hope of they them. aren't because that would be fun. I mean, I, know. I mean, it says actually. it wants, it, it's a lot of people want to know, like, if you could be any character, what would it be uh, on the OC? Right. What, do, what are your favorite storylines? Any of those kinds of um, questions that there are fans are really, really, they're very smart. They like to understand the crossover. If it Totally. I think <laughs> it's really interesting. When I was younger, there was this, this, there was this obsession, maybe because of the age we were with just like Ryan and Marissa and Ryan and Ryan's tank tops and his whole thing. <laughs> and like, I so appreciated him again this time around, but because I was so focused this time I was, I, I picked up on things like, okay, Melinda, your character is so redeemable. I watched it this mm-hmm. time around and I was just like, Julie is so, she, I totally see her as a fully rounded like character, like doing what she has to do. And she's smart and determined and she's like talented. Like this, this episode that we're going to talk about, like, you know, when you yeah. do the office and everyone's rolling their eyes and then you nail it, like you're like a totally <laughs> capable, strong boss bitch. And it's really fun as an adult to like see in your vulnerable sides when you're living in the trailer. I just, I love, <laughs> I loved it so much. And then Rachel, you and Cohen and your whole cute thing is so, it's just, it's like all the moments where you're crying and, the, and then the whole controversy with Brown and him lying. It's just, it, I don't know. There are all these things I picked up on that I totally missed when I was younger, probably because I didn't know what the fuck was going on because I was so young. But um, who would I be? Oh, oh, oh. And then Sandy and Kirsten. This is the adult storylines, the swinging episode, like the swingers <laughs> moment. You were, the, you were, you were the There's swinger. There's no way I got that. I was, yeah, I want to oh, be right. a swinger. That's how I yeah. <laughs> Who would I be? <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Oh, there's so much. I don't know who I would I, I, maybe, yeah, maybe. She reminds me of Julie. Oh, I'm most like Julie, I think for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But it is interesting watching it as your, as an adult, as opposed to when you were younger, right? It's a completely different, different show. And they really, they had so much, but you guys were on Fox, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. It's like, I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, this is, this has such a strong adult storyline, but it still has such a strong teen storyline. And it's, you don't see that very often, but because you're on Fox, it makes sense. It was like, it was a show for everybody and it was a network for everybody at the time. (laughs) And, and but yeah, at, at the time, the network, every different season, and Josh could correct me on this because I'm not sure about the timeline, but sometimes they'd say we want heavier teen stories. And then in season three, they wanted more like desperate housewife type stories. Mm-hmm. So they, they were always getting different notes from the network. Yeah. Or like you and Luke, that moment was, <laughs> I was yeah. living for it. I yeah. was like, oh, this is so good. It was with the tracksuit too, when you're crying. And I was just like, this is the most perfect moment. The early 2000s <laughs> magic. <laughs> Talk about low midriff. My God. So low. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Amazing. I, so I, low. I've never been able to like rock that properly. So I just have nothing but respect for you guys with all the low cuts. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. We'll leave those in 2003. <laughs> but uh, so today, the episode that we're going to talk about is episode 18 from season one, which is what we said before called the truth. Um, this is a pretty, you know, intense episode to unwrap together, I feel like. And I'm really excited that you are here to go over it with us because we get to say bye to Oliver in this episode. And I think that's something to celebrate. (laughs) Thank God. Yes, please. He's good though. He's so good. He's a good actor. He went for it. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone hates Oliver and that's the intention. So clearly he did a very good job. (laughs) Totally. And it was six episodes is a long arc for, for a Mm storyline and it feels exhausting. You know, (laughs) it's going to be refreshing. Although love him or hate him that's you want a a strong reaction and when people hear the word oliver or the character name oliver i think people know exactly who they're talking about no even my friends they'll be dating someone i'll be like he's like an oliver you can't oliver vibes i was like do you want to be in a penthouse like trap don't do it (laughs) trap don't do it when we get into the episode it's it feels like everybody is just not, it's so frustrating for the audience, but I guess that's great. We don't want them to be apathetic, I guess, but everybody is just making the wrong decisions. And Sandy's trying his best to communicate with Ryan. Ryan's been expelled, not expelled. He's been, well, suspended with potential to be expelled. Expulsion. Yeah. He's okay. He's, he's suspended indefinitely for now and he can't (laughs) leave. Right. Because he punched him in the mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which he deserves. Oliver. 
Yeah. Just saying. But yeah, Oliver drops the charges and, and, and like, that's like, oh, that must prove Ryan to be in the wrong. But no, this nutbag is wants, wants Ryan to see him stealing his girlfriend. He wants to drag it out a little bit more, right? He wants to watch him, watch, make Ryan watch him steal Marissa. That's how he really is, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Accurate. He is insane. (laughs) I know. It looks like he's coming unhinged, Ryan, but really... I don't know. We all had Oliver's number on day one, but I think he goes to levels none of us saw coming. Well, that, yes, but that speaks to like the whole Marissa of it all. And we've talked about this a bit, like how she doesn't see any of it and is so clueless. And like Summer's like, dude, like, and there's a scene in this episode, she's like, dude, like he's in love or whatever. And she's like, no, we're just like just friends. And you want to like shake her and be like, Mm -hmm. what is wrong with you? Like how she doesn't see it. It's very frustrating as an audience member watching this. There's a lot of shaking the fist at this episode. Oh my God. I feel like Summer always (laughs) knows she's going to figure it out though. So she always kind of like gives her two cents, however many times she needs to, and then she like backs off and just lets it unravel the way it needs to. And then she kind of just gives a light. I told you so. (laughs) She's like, Like, you knew it was going to go badly. Right. She's like, yeah, you know what? Overdose, almost kill yourself. Like get a gun pointed at you. You do you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and then you figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. I think Marissa just, she just, she takes people for what she needs them for at the moment. And she doesn't look into it or she turns a blind eye until, until there's a gun pointed at her. You know, it's hard to turn a blind eye to that. I know, it's true. <laughs> yes, but we've been very yes. frustrated with our dear Marissa. Yeah, She's, it's frustrating. Yeah, the, the naivete is pretty prominent in, throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting to kind of un, un, peel the layers of Marissa. Yeah, but all the characters start to question Oliver in this episode, right? Especially Luke, right. he goes hard. I love Luke. First yes. of all, I just binged Nashville. So oh. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Chris. That's his name, right? Yeah. Carmack. Carmack. He's so lovely to watch. I don't know him. I've never met him. I might never meet he's, him. But he, I watched him on Nashville. He's just like so, he's just so consistent. He's so good. He has such an earnestness like in his delivery and in his his way, the way he acts. And I just, I always enjoy watching him. Of course, I knew him from this, but again, re-watching, I was like, oh, now I get to see you younger. It almost looks like I took a weird, long Chris Carmack binge because I did like <laughs> 115 episodes of Nashville before this. Whoa. So, <laughs> that's a commitment. Yeah. He, yeah. he really is that sweet. He is. Really? That's so nice. Oh, absolutely. The best. Yeah. He did an episode with us and he was so gracious and he's awesome. He's a really Aww, good guy. And, yeah, and we love Luke in this episode. Because he, yeah, he's a big advocate yes. for Ryan. He, he is. He right? is. Yes. And thank God, because everyone yeah. else is like, and Seth is particularly like <laughs> Ryan, like lay off, leave her be, you know, and he's the complete opposite, which is another thing you're just like, right. Ryan's on to something. <laughs> right. Exactly. But Ryan makes some bad choices as well. He does. You know? He doesn't quite, you know. Is this where he, he steals the letter do. or is that a different episode? The previous no, one, he, I think. He already Thank did you, that. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I'm a super fan and it's creepy. No, so it's, it's helpful that. for me because I can't keep <laughs> so them straight. <laughs> the last episode ended with Marissa saying, you re- you know, I can't. You did this. I don't trust you. Ah. And I broke up with him. Got so it. So then this episode starts with that. He's suspended. Either. But, okay. but also the fact that Ryan's true friends, they're really down in the dumps by what's happening. Mm-hmm. And Oliver... He shows kind of his true cards when he says, "Hey guys, let's just go." He wants to go skiing. He's obsessed with skiing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he seems almost happy, and everybody's like, "Hmm, that's a little bit, you know, that's a little questionable." I actually laughed when he came out in the in the first scene since his punch, and it's twice as big and huge because he's like (laughs) making a point that Ryan punched him, and he wants it to look really big. It almost read like a really dark, funny, comedic moment. Right. That and when and later in the episode when he's in the hotel and his hair is flat, I thought that was such a smart choice because he looks so weird. That you're like, <laughs> he usually has this like quaffed and then his hair's flat and you're like, oh, that, something's not right. Something's, something's not, not right. right because the hair went down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Actually, it's true. I think, I right. think of it. <laughs> Pointing out this, thing. I I want to make sure that we mention "Love the Love Loveless" by Eels plays. Yes, when Ryan is bored, and then every time we see Ryan, they continue that. That's one of the OC so good traditions. Yeah, the music in the show. I mean, whatever you probably talk about it every episode, but yeah, I was watching last night, and I was just the the through line of every time we see Ryan, it picks back up on his theme of the episode.
episode, which is that song. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so cool. And it's something that, I don't know, you guys just, I think you really started that whole thing. I really do. It was just so epic and yeah, good. I have to ask you guys. So when we go into Kirsten and Sandy having lunch mm-hmm. to discuss Ryan and then interrupted by Julie, the tornado that is Julie Cooper, <laughs> what do we think about this outfit and that collar? I don't think it's screen Newport Beach. I don't know. <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's a little much. <laughs> I kind of take, I kind of just accept anything that comes to me when, when it comes to that. I'm sort of like, I, I can justify why that outfit was chosen, but I see what you're saying. It was a little, a little different. A choice. Those were the di- those were the days where I was questioning and have, and definitely not feeling like it was representative of what I thought Newport Beach was. But, right. but of course, then we get to see Alan Dale, who's also, um, a, yeah. Co-star on your show. Yeah, Do you ever talk to Alan. him about the OC? Of course. Are you oh. That was the first year on the show. He was just like, Jesus, come on. And uh, that's all I did was ask him about the OC. And he just said the best things. He told me he would like walk to work sometimes. I was like, Alan, stop. It's, you're making me jealous. But oh, um, he lived in Manhattan. Did he really? He lived, oh. Yeah, he lived yeah. close to, I guess, where you guys were filming. But yeah, he's so sexy in this show. I love Alan, Alan Dale. He's the best. And he doesn't want to break up with you in this episode. So he asks his, his daughter to do it. He asks his daughter. And he owns it too. I'm skipping ahead. But anyway, oh, we'll come back to it. But no, I know no, he, no. he owns whatever. He makes a decision. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to break up. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> I, But I love his line. He's like, I enjoy the woman. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. Which by the way is so <laughs> Alan. Like so many, he's not nearly as um, acerbic or curmudgeonly as, as his character on the show, but he, right. there are certain things he says are his delivery, even though of course he has a thick New Zealand accent um, mm. that are so similar that are just so Alan. And I, I love it. I enjoy the woman is something he would say for sure. <laughs> well, and a lot of people have had questions and that, that was a lot of the questions on my Instagram. They wanted right. to know if you spoke with Alan, but yes. And people have asked us if what he was like in real life. And he was exactly that He's jovial <laughs> and a great oh, sense yeah. of humor yeah. and you're giggling all the time. And yeah, he plays these pretty serious, strong, strong, patriotic kind of I characters. Know, so yeah. Funny. No, he's just like a total, I mean, he's super quick witted and he's constantly, we're taking jabs at each other all day. I mean, he's, (laughs) he's the best. Yeah. Yes. That is my definition of the best is when someone can just talk shit back. All day. I agree. All day. That's all we do. (laughs) It's good. There's a lot of breaking up in this episode, but I know we're jumping all around, but there's the other thing going on with Anna and Seth and Summer where Summer's lonely and she literally just invites herself with them, which I'm like, that's ballsy because I could never do that. But Summer is a little ballsy at times. Um, And she's like third wheeling it with them. But Seth is being a little dick. Even even watching it, I'm like, that's real. That really sucks. Like that's your girlfriend. Could you imagine though, if that was your boyfriend and like the girl that you always like had a crush on and you're that this just wouldn't fly. (laughs) <laughs> and Sandy's just so ready to attack that because not only is he like totally internalizing Ryan shutting him out. So he really wants to give guidance and be listened to by somebody in his house or one of his sons. But also, <laughs> I honestly, this is going to sound so bad, but whatever. I was watching it. And when they kept doing all those little close ups of Anna and then Sandy clocking it, I was and then she went into the kitchen. I wasn't like. Not Sandy <laughs> and Anna, right? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. That, is that more dynasty, less OC? Yeah. Yeah, a little more no. dynasty, less OC. Like, Sandy would never, but like she felt seen by him and she was clocking that he was clocking her. And I thought maybe like a weighted hug. But then I said, not in this episode because we get a weighted hug later with Julie and Luke. So we have to wait. But um, I thought it was funny when he smacks him on the head. I, always, yeah. I remember that actually from watching it as a kid for some, you remember weird shit when you're rewatching yeah. you're like, I think he hits him here. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Totally. yeah. He's That's ignoring her. Famous- it's a famous right. blooper where he smacks him a bunch of times. And I think um, Brody says, I'm calling child services. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> that, yeah. that was sweet, that whole storyline. And he just wants to teach you about comics and he just wants you to be the, he just has like a, it's different, you know, and everyone sees it. Yeah. I think, I think she really is lonely. She's already said that Oliver's taken her friend. She doesn't have Seth and... Yeah. And your delivery is so cute. I know. It's like, and I'm all alone. <laughs> but I don't think she's being manipulative. I don't I think either. She really does want to just hang out. Yeah, I think she literally doesn't want to be alone. And her best right. friend won't hang out with her because she's with the psychopath. It sucks. Right. I feel for right. her. I understand. But I don't, but I definitely think, like we said, Seth is being 
not cool to his girlfriend, even though she's not supposed to be his girlfriend because Summer is clearly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, I think, I think he's temp, you know, when Sandy pulls him aside and says, I need to talk to you. And Seth walks in with that body language. Mm-hmm. of this, like, <laughs> it's such a, What? And, you know, because kids, teenagers like that, they just think they know everything. They have the answer to everything. And he's like, so I'm not flirting. Yes, you were. Okay. Is this about Ryan? And he's like, no, it's not. And he was like, it is ten, at least 10%. It is about Ryan. Right. So he is perceptive, but he is kind of a, a jerk. He talks he definitely stands up to his dad. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, he flipped the script. To- he went in there and just flipped yeah, it. And yeah. was like, I hope you get better. And Sandy's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that special. Especially then when after, I know we're jumping around, but then <sighs> when he called, when they find out that, you know, Marissa's okay. And he says, we better call Summer. And Anna's like, why? Yeah. And that's true. It's like, why do we need to, because it's her friend, but she doesn't even know yet. So she's like, that's just, no, I'm done. We're over. And, and it, I mean, I've got to hand it to Anna where she's portraying a, a strong female character that's not going to put up with this. A lot of girls would say, oh, okay, you know, because Seth keeps saying all the right things, but his actions are different than what he's doing. I, no, she teeters between really soft and hurt and almost mm-hmm. pouty, but also just like strong and self-assured and not not going to humor herself on something that doesn't have legs. And that's that's why her character is cool in that way, for sure. And it continues to be. Yeah, I, I think I Absolutely. feel like a lot of the female characters on the show mm-hmm. do show a lot of strength and independence. Yeah. You know, I mean, Marissa obviously has her. I feel like she may have been the weakest when it comes to that stuff. But like Julie and Summer and Kirsten and Anna, like everyone kind of stands up for themselves and selves and and really sticks to their guns, which <laughs> sticks to their guns, which plays into this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the scene that oh. When I really, really hated Oliver the most was the scene in the library where Ryan, you know, leaves Marissa the message to like meet him in the library after school. And first of all, he deletes it. He checks her fucking voice. But Marissa, why are you leaving your phone on the table? Can we just like who it was a different with, time? Maybe we your left flip the phone. On the it table. was a flip phone. Maybe. You're like why it do was I need it with me? It was pointless. It, totally. Um, <laughs> and when they meet in the library, and Oliver just lies to Ryan. Like he's such a little shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's playing unwell really well though. Cause once you realize he's not just an asshole that he's unwell, it's, yeah. you're like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it older. Yeah. yeah. And having like more of an understanding of mental illness. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's checking all the boxes yeah. pretty well. Mm, yeah. I could see like borderline. Like, Right. And when he smiles, it's, horror. it's, it's Utter yeah, horror. It's <laughs> it does help you understand Ryan's motivation though, because nobody is, getting the Oliver that Ryan's getting. Right. Everyone else is getting this other. And that is that true manipulative, narcissistic, whatever bipolar <laughs> sociopath that he is. Right. It's it's working. Right. But, but Luke Ryan's sees not going to give up. Luke sees it but as Luke well. Luke sees it. That was a great scene when he sits down. He says, are you talking for her? Right. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, dude, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, um, I got to give props to the props because I love that, that the food on the trays are all always character appropriate. Like Luke had two cheeseburgers. Right? That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's so good. Like Sandy has a pastrami on rye. Kirsten has a little salad, but he's like, but Sandy did leaving. something weird. What? He did something weird. He, he, unless this is a, a theme that I missed. Cause I'm obviously, I'm from New Jersey. I'm, uh, I'm big on bagels. I've ordered bagels twice this week and I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> He ate the bagel like this in little tiny balls. What? I, don't, I understand it from like a, I want to eat in a scene and I don't want to have to reset my bagel every time, but that's probably bagel, what it was. <laughs> like aficionado, why you never You don't ever do eat that. a bagel like that, especially a New Yorker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like if you're so well-versed in bagels, maybe he's like trying something new because he's he knows everything there's to know about bagels. That's the only way I can justify it because I was so <laughs> freaked out. And it looks like a salt bagel too. I have another justification, possibly. Okay. So th- in that scene, Kirsten has been allocated to her kitchen because Julie took over the office and everything's all over. And he's like, I need some food and right. I need some coffee and I need my wife back. And he's and he's almost doing it out of protest because he can't okay, cut the bagel like and schmear it. And That's <laughs> a really so good call. Yeah, that has so- to be it. That's like more of a character study. I'm going like to tweet it. him today and see if he'll answer me as a fan. <laughs> yeah. Say, can you ask? I'd like the answer to Peter that. Peter Gallagher. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I think that must be it. That's like some really, that's, 
that's meta. I mean, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. I mean, my, yeah, my reason in, definitely would have been he doesn't want to eat it too many times in the scene. <laughs> that's well, just that's my selfish too. actor thought. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, because that's what you do. You're well, like, oh, it, fuck, I got to eat this bagel. Like, I know. I'm time. always like three blueberries and a strawberry. Oh, yeah. That's always what I eat. I'm like, if any of you guys watch this show, it's all my my character talks about eating steaks and lobster and bacon. The irony, of course, I haven't had red meat in like 13 years. All I ever <laughs> eat are little berries. That's all I ever eat. It's really You're smart. Well, you got to think ahead with yeah. those things for sure. But yeah. you you make the mistake at one point in your young career where oh, you yeah. just go, oh, cool. I get to eat as much as I want. But guess what? It's a scene because it's a dining table scene and it's going to take four days to get your 12 characters. But you've oh, got to yeah. keep repeating that food. Oof. Oh, no. <laughs> we did a Sunday not- scene this year and my my he's not he's not even that green. But my guy who plays my husband on the show was like, oh, my God, it's 7 a.m. But it's kind of cool that we get to have Sundays. And I'm like, are you six? Don't eat this Sunday. Don't oh, eat this no. Sunday. And so he was doing full. He's like, wouldn't it be funny if my character ate the whole thing and scraped the bowl? And I'm like, don't <gasps> do it. And he, because you know uh, me, I'm doing like a lick of yeah. whipped cream off the tip of the spoon, of whatever. Course. And he's, and then he starts to look green. And I'm just like, this is like <laughs> kids, uh, like, like bagel bites commercial 99 issues right here. Like this is such an old school. This is, you learn this day one. I yeah. don't even know what you're doing day right one. now. Like how, but yeah, he learned it. Do not I'll, commit. He, Do not commit he to still the can't full have ice consumption. Cream. <laughs> that is like you, right? Like yes. you have a problem with your ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a choice. I had to, you know, it was a little different, but, but yeah. It was an ice cream commercial. <laughs> it was an ice cream commercial. <laughs> Technically, I had to eat it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yes, we have spit buckets and all that stuff. But, you know, oh, but God. if you're but then on you camera, do that, it's, like, oh. it's disgusting. I know. And yes, that's one of the first things. It's like, if it's a really long scene, I'm like, I need to find a chair in the scene, number one. Because if I'm standing oh, in heels this whole time, I'm going <laughs> to die. And if it's eating, give me a crumb of bread and I'm good. <laughs> No, that's something later in life. I was just like, I really feel, not later in life, later in the season, always, I'll be like, I really feel my character's at a point where she needs to sit. Yep. I think she needs to sit. And <laughs> they'd be like, ha- why? Yeah. And I'd be like, it's her motivation. It's her motivation. So that's what I want to do. more afterwards? Because what we're doing right now is like the Joey acting school for everyone. <laughs> I keep doing friends <laughs> references today, but you know, it's the Joey acting school 101. <laughs> always yeah. sit and be careful what you commit to eating. <laughs> or lean. If they always, if they tell me I can't sit, I always have my hand on like the back of a chair. I've oh. always, it's like, I'm like an, I'm like an 80 year old woman. I need to be oh. supported by something. I because on hour 22, you yeah. need something holding you up. Totally. But going back to our bagel scene, it ends with, you know, Julie kind of shows shows or shoves her way in to coffee, but then she ends up on the patio. And Ryan now wants to appeal to Julie's overprotectiveness of Marissa, Mm -hmm. but she plays it like an ice queen. So you don't really see what's going on. And inside she's clearly freaking out about what he's saying about Oliver and his daughter or, and her daughter. So, but it also sets up kind of something as a theme for the, sh- for the series that Julie and Ryan end up in cahoots when it right. comes to Marissa quite a bit as we, as we get into yeah. it. Oh yeah. The old Volchuk. Oh God. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. him. And that- how can you? I I've been dreading. Once he was introduced, my stomach dropped. I posted on my Instagram. I was like, oh shit, just about the intro of him, like on the beach. And everyone's just like, damn, there he is. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Oh my anyway, God. Anyway, I, I saw the turn in your eyes, though. He said the thing about his ex girlfriend killing himself. And I think that, like, mm-hmm. you, I saw something, you know, you could tell that you were going to do yeah. something. Something. Yeah. But yeah, she's not going to play it all to Ryan. But no. then Oliver tries to get her, guilt her into going to. LA, which is something we used to do. We used to take day trips. I grew up in Orange County and to LA. And finally, Luke and Seth have a glimmer of, well, Luke's already been there, but Seth is like, hmm. And the day before, the the days before you could Google, did Natalie go to Pacific High? Oh yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, well, Luke has friends that go there, right? Isn't, and he- Yeah, and I love when Ryan, somebody says, Astacy is her yearbook. It's just something so pure that I would never think to do now, but I might've thought to do then, you know? It's right. like, let me see your yearbook. Yeah, Like if I said yearbook. that to anybody now, they'd be like, I don't- What is that? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, just Instagram. <laughs> they do say though about this show, like why it's so special- my friends and I really, we got, we did this together. So we were talking about it. It's pre, it's pre the social, it's the social media craze. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there are scenes where you guys are playing like, you know, PlayStation or you're mm-hmm. playing a game or you're playing cards. And it's just this, it's, it has this innocence. And uh, I think that's why it has this special little twinkle that 
even Gossip Girl right after it doesn't have that. It has something different because that was the boom of social media. So because it right. predates it, it had this special little thing that I just love. So the see your yearbook line is a perfect example of that charm. <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't end up going with him, right? She doesn't go to El- Oh, no, she does. She goes to well, She does go. She, That's right. They do she, I, I couldn't remember if his penthouse was in L.A. or if it was in Orange County. That's right. They go to L.A. Okay. When Marissa shows up and Ryan runs down there and to intercept Marissa and she's furious that you would say that she would say that he would say anything to my mom. And yeah. of course, Julie comes out with you're in big trouble. Who says that? Like, I don't I wouldn't ever say that to my daughter. That's something like a kid. Anyway, but um, <laughs> of course, she takes off and and shows up at the penthouse and asks if she can spend the night. Ugh. And ugh, I know, right? I mean, it's yes. He's like, the <laughs> night you can spend forever. <laughs> I know. He's like, I made a cardboard box for you. Do you He's like, like- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's yeah. Very, yeah. This was a lot of like yelling and Natalie. at the TV. And Natalie. The Natalie of it all. The Natalie of it all. Now, so when she goes, yeah, she asks Natalie if her clothes are there. And instead, and when she figures out that that's Natalie Bishop, she doesn't run out of the hotel. She actually goes back up right. to the mentally ill. She's like, person. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to see this. I'm going to go see. I'm going to make sure I lock the door behind me and I'm going to ask my question. <laughs> I know. What um, the fuck is wrong And with then her? when he, he admits it, she doesn't run out of the hotel room. She goes to her phone and calls Ryan. <laughs> I know, but we've got we we still have to do these things in television so that no, so course. that security yeah security can show up so that everybody can very safely join in behind security with this kid waving a gun. Everyone's like this. <laughs> everyone's vibe is like this. And I'm like, that's a gun, you guys. He's well, not a gun. Yeah. Everyone's like pretty relaxed, and I love that Sandy's like, I'm gonna talk him down. Like he's like yeah. the negotiator. Sandy's like, I'll give Ryan a shot, but this is my thing. Yeah, and this like, is my he's thing. He's kind of excited. He's like rolling the sleeves up. <laughs> but he hit himself so hard against the head when he's like, stupid. I always do this. Stupid. I'm like, whoa. He went for it. He did. He really That's did. what I'm saying. Like he was really good. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Really good. But I know it's just so, I agreed with you though. Everyone's just kind of standing there and I'm like, this dude could easily just shoot himself, Marissa, any of you. And they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's basically maybe yeah. Natalie was like, no, no, he does. He does this. He's going to yeah. be him. If anyone you're good, you're good. Yeah. You're good. It'll be him. He's going to kill himself. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. This is, it was bound to happen. And he's not even going to do it. He does this a lot. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's exciting, though, when you get a guest star who has this six episode arc and then they usually don't. I mean, in our case, they don't always know what five or six are going to look like. They try them out for one or two. And then if it's going well, mm-hmm. they give them this mm-hmm. big thing. So it's a lucky, great moment when they can show up and deliver that big scene. And he did. So that's cool. Of course, since this was the last episode of Oliver, I I went back and I really wanted to look at what some of the reception was. Mm-hmm. And you know, love him or hate him. He had such a strong reaction. Entertainment Weekly listed him as the 20 most, 21 most annoying characters ever. And (laughs) that's great. uh, (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was irritating and an addicting person to watch. And he was able to exude as much hate that a writer could place on a single character. That was a <laughs> oh my quote. God. I look I look at certain characters and I'm like, how could you ever play not this? This is you. And for him, I, I could tell he could play other things. I could just tell. But then I look at like Volchuk and I'm like, that's you, bro. Like I can only see you as this. You're that guy. But I want now I'm like, I went on a thing where I'm like, I want to go on his IMDb. I know he's worked. I know he's done things, of course. So I want to see. I want to see what I want to see. The other him, characters. Like, Baking a pie, a pie, and like a movie. I mean, <laughs> yes. That, well, can yeah. before I know we just kind of got to the end of the episode, but but selfishly, I'd like to comment on Luke showing up and Julie's crying in that black juicy suit. Yes, and I watched. I watched with my twenty-one-year-old daughter <sighs> CG, who was like, Ugh, "Sexy, juicy," and I had to look at her and I said, "Was that cringy, honey? Was that cringy?" And she was like, "No." It's funny. (laughs) It was so, it was so good. I don't know. It's just, you just play the character so perfectly. And the juicy suit just added a layer to it. By the way, I thought that was weird. He was laying on the bed. I know that, I know that he was young and like, that's his former girlfriend, but he was laying on that bed while you were packing up. I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, it's sort of, it's very familiar. Is that the really low rise juicy suit that you wore? Yeah. Yeah. The black one. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. You looked hot. Yeah. It was good. Super hot. Those, it was yes, amazing. Those, Does yes, your daughter ask if you have all those clothes that she puts mm-hmm. it so back in now? I mean, it's oh, come yeah. full circle completely. She does. We don't have, I have a few little things. Like I have my outfit from the trailer. I do have some things, but I don't have that, that juicy. I actually think I may have had something, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so, there we also yeah, we anyway, should just touch on that. that Anna does wind up breaking up with Seth. Yeah. Yes. And conveniently yeah. she does goes to Pittsburgh immediately. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, she breaks up with him <laughs> and I understood and selfishly I felt the victory while watching. Sure. Did you? <laughs> And did you guys have fun? Did you get along or was it just we did. more just kind of work? Yeah. Cause you had a lot of scenes together. We did. Samir and I were friends. We knew each other before the show, I think. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, we were friends, but you get into your characters and then you get into the storyline. And so, sure. you know, there's always that. And little, you had like, an actual like rivalry competition. Like, it went a long time. Yeah, that, it did go uh, a long time. Line. And there was definitely that like where you get a little too into the storyline and your characters sure. and you're like, no, no, I need to win. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> How old were you now on the show? 21. Again? Because it, 21. Yeah. So when you started? Yes. I was 21 when I started. That's cool. So you were all around the same age except for... Uh, yeah, Misha, Misha was like 16 when we started. That is really crazy. It's that really, is really crazy. It's a really different thing. Yes. As you know, because mm-hmm. you've worked. Forever. I do, but yes. I mean, that's... <laughs> you were you were a teen star. How did you deal with fame at such an early age? Because Victorious was really popular. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. I watched it. I um I I I had this thing in my head like I want to be this certain. I want to be known for this certain type of thing that I do. Have I yet to, I don't even know if I've done it yet. So every time it's not exactly what I want to be known for, or if it's something I want to kind of not have people burn out on me for, I know that I'm saying this really poorly, but I tried not to do too much press when I was on Victoria's because I didn't want to get pigeonholed too hard when I wanted to move on to my next thing. So I laid as low mm. as I possibly could while still being on a hit TV show. And I also just don't, um, I didn't, I, I, I don't engage a lot in kind of online um, stuff when it comes to anything personal or anything. I don't share too much about my personal life. I kind of have a version of a character that I put out that I'm comfortable with sharing and right. that I think the fans still feel engaged and it's totally me. But I think in keeping some things to myself and keeping my private life private, that's helped me out a lot because that can get hard, but it's not always your choice. And back then the paparazzi was so insane. Oh yeah. It was so insane. I was just talking about this with someone else. It was a different time. I mean, it was the wild west when it came to that. So I have, I get a lot of credit to all you guys. I mean, who had to kind of be on such a hot show during that time. It's so hard. I can't even imagine. Well, I luckily, just yeah. pet well, my dogs in my house and hide. And that's all I do. <laughs> and now I get yeah. to wear a mask everywhere and, and a hat and a hood. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm living my life. <laughs> You, you make a really good point because there was no Instagram. No. And now as a celebrity, you can almost be in control of yeah. the photos that you can put out there. So oh, there's not God. as high of a demand of people chasing you around. But also in, when you're on a hit show, there are powers that be, whether it's Warner Brothers needing you to show up at a certain party or your publicist yeah. saying you need to get be seen at a party. Yeah. And those things would be Monday through Thursday night every week. Mm-hmm. They're not on the weekends. And going out all the time is you're being told that's what to, that's what you're supposed to do. But you're saying that you were a little bit more, you, you were more selective. You didn't do I was that. Selective you didn't overexpose and- yourself. Yeah. I just didn't, you know, and when they're the press back, I don't know. I guess it was 2009, 10, 11. So the, the teen magazines were still a thing more so than mm-hmm. online. And so it was all about like, what do you look for in a guy? What makes you cry? How do you deal with bullies? All this. Shit? And I would just give like blanket statement answers because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I don't. So then I, but then people weren't looking at me for that. I was sort of anonymous and I was sort of more my character than who I am as a person. And I would be more joking as opposed to ripping my heart open for everybody. And that works better for me because Mm -hmm. I am private and I, the more you give people, the more they'll weigh in on it and the more they want to take from you. So, but yeah, I was thinking about the paparazzi thing. You can control whatever you put out. If there's an ugly picture that comes out of you walking in the street, you can post a bikini selfie the next hour and be like, no, I'm actually hot. So (laughs) (laughs) back in the day, you probably had to hire paparazzi to be like, okay, can you come at this hour? Because I'm going to be ready for you. And then we're going to get those out right to combat these bad ones that came out the day before. I mean, it Mm -hmm. must've been, I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, right. 
Yeah, it was definitely a different time. The paparazzi thing, you know, all of the cr- pantyless photos coming out of limos with I like know. a big theme. And it's just like, <laughs> that was the theme. Those You're days. set up to fail. You had the fashions of the early 2000s, which yep. were very hard to keep in place. Very you hard. had like very hard. low sports cars that were really cool and you had to get out of the car. And what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's everything like was working against fail. us. I mean, it, yes, true. exactly. A recipe to fail and show your <laughs> yeah. vagina. Okay. Um, so we have some quiz questions for you, Liz. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you're willing. Sure. What shoes does Summer comment on that Supergirl is wearing in this episode? Oh my God. I just talked about this last night. You say that she's wearing, it's not Doc Martens, right? It is Doc Martens. Yeah. Ding, ding. I'm so happy. Good. Cool. Good work. Okay. And that's cool that she's wearing Doc Martens. FYI. That is. It's really cool. Yeah. I like it. What does Sandy say is the key to a successful relationship with the Cohen men? Hmm. Honesty? Hold on, I'll revise it. I know I'm not allowed to, but I'm going to do it again. We're going to allow you to. (laughs) No, it's okay. You can tell me because I got it wrong. It's okay. We'll be patient for your answer. Oh, maybe it's patience. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. And then that's that's what Summer picks up. I'm not, that's not Summer. That's what, um... Anna picks up on in the kitchen. She goes, patience. And then she hmm. tries to be patient, but can't. Okay. See, you okay, went above and beyond. I got, <laughs> I got it wrong and then I tried to make it right. It's you okay. did. You did. Uh, which character never appears in the series? Summer's mother, Summer's father, Ryan's father. Some, uh, no, Ryan's Ryan's father. It's your mother? It's my, it's Summer's mother. Oh, right. Because they're always talking about, how, yeah, right. Because they're divorced. Why did, and then you're, can you guys tell wait, me where is Summer's wait, I'm mother? Sorry, where is, but also am Ryan's I, father. Yeah. When, when, oh, don't you have something with him? Mindy yes. slash Julie Cooper. It was Kevin Sorbo. What, what episode, what season was this? The, in the fourth season where he so comes you just back started the fourth the season. End. So that's that, why, that's yeah. why. <laughs> unbelievable i got betrayed by i i actually i i went further than i needed to in my research and i'm in season four but i have not yet met ryan's father it's amazing <laughs> yeah your mother's kind of like a legend because he's remarried he he ends up being remarried your father to like the one who's addicted to pills right or is that yes. your mother no no the stepmom. That's stepmom. That's your stepmother yes i talked so step- where is do your i mother? ever talk about my mother you I do gotta- when you're talking about like when he starts to date julie right she you're left. like you're, they're like she when left. mom left it's kind of it I got Ash Schwartz. What's up with? Yeah, what's the deal? Summer's mom. Okay. If they reboot yeah. it, I'll I'll play your I'll play. Summer's you should. Mom. Yep. Because that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> Done. I hope they don't reboot it. They're not gonna reboot it, right? Yeah. So that's interesting because people like have different no, feelings on that. To. Yeah. No, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> that, I think that's the answer that we get from Most. you know rebooting is no maybe a reunion but not a reboot and take it from someone <laughs> who's on a reboot. I don't want that. I don't want the OC reboot. It's too precious. I don't want to touch it. We have voicemails. We have a voicemail for you, Liz. Hi, this is Nick and Lou. We're sitting here watching episode number 18, and we have a question for you. Uh, Whatever happened to Luke at the end delivering Marissa's clothes to the hotel? Um, (laughs) Did he get stuck in traffic? Did he get stuck (laughs) in Julie Cooper? We don't, we don't know. So if you guys could clarify, whatever happened to Luke? Thanks. Wow. Did he get stuck in Julie Cooper? I think that's my favorite. Amazing. But I love you. Thank you for that. I think, I think I'm going to go with Ryan said, I've got it. Because he he leaves and Luke detours exactly back to Julie Cooper. He, no, he's like Julie. Do you want to go get another burger? I, I only had two today, and I'd love one more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's funny. He does disappear. He does. You know, I think that crossed my that mind too. too. Watching it, I was like, "Wait, Luke mm-hmm. is going." But where are her clothes? Uh, where is he? Well, now we know. Wow. In Julie yeah. Cooper. It's a good uh, question. That was a good question. I hope. Jo- I hope Josh is going to be okay with us poking holes in in the in the storyline. It's continuity. okay. It, it, yeah, you gotta. <laughs> You're better you poking holes. A lot. Yes, better poking yeah. holes in continuity than condoms. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Look at that. Listen, I'm feeling really just crass. Today. That should be your housewives uh, slogan if you ever do like housewives. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That should be the. I always tagline. say it's better poking holes. <laughs> yeah, in stories than in continuity than condoms. On that note, let's listen to another voicemail. Hi, everyone. Um, First, I just want to thank you, Rachel and Mindy, for doing this. Um, I grew up on the OC. 
and um, had actually just turned four <laughs> when it came on. And um, I would, you know, try and sneak downstairs and watch it with my much older siblings. Um, but I'm glad that I did because uh, it eventually inspired me to be a writer and director. And I just graduated from college with a cinema degree. So definitely have been learning a lot through these podcasts, probably more than some of my classes. But um, yeah, I'm just very grateful. So thank you for doing this. Um, my question is for Liz, um, as someone that's a fan of the show and has worked with Josh and Stephanie, I'm curious if um, you've ever found yourself channeling any character from the OC while working on, you know, a show or a movie or even on stage. Um, all right. Thank you, guys. There's so much to unpack before I answer my question. I mean, four, four years old. Four. <laughs> that is. I have this. I have this vision of like a four-year-old in a juicy tracksuit, just like watching the OC <laughs> and just being like, "Oh my God, Julie and Luke." Are I mean, I can't. Okay, that's even. amazing. Okay, wait. This is great. Okay. Um. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Just because there are some through lines, same creators, same very different tone of show, but there are many similarities in like the big stakes moments. Like I've been held at gunpoint several times. We've had several things that are really similar happen. I, I actually, uh, I have a lot of moments where I feel, uh, Julie-ish like we talked about, but I have to say <laughs> Marissa's workload is very, <laughs> I watch it kind of like as an out, like as somebody who like my season two, was very reminiscent of whatever season where I was like, when did Misha sleep? Because I don't understand how she's like crying and, and getting beat up and overdosing all this month. Like this is such a crazy schedule. I don't even understand what's going on right now. And for that reason, I can empathize with her situation. I can empathize with Marissa as being the, my character too. Sometimes she just doesn't see things that are right in front of her because it's sort of, there needs to be one and you need to have someone who's like, why, what's the problem? And then all of a sudden they're like, no. And uh, so for that, I'd say, I relate to Marissa in that way, character-wise, similarity-wise. Yeah. They also give you some really juicy dialogue. Yeah, they like, do. Which, do you ever which open that's where I feel and... a little bit more like that's the Julie connection. Like I get these mm -hmm. delicious insults or these little, these little mm -hmm. things. And then honestly, uh, my, I've had this soft, this soft side with my, uh, with my now husband on the show, Liam, that really reminds me of when they really went there emotionally with you and, um, and, and Cohen. And it, and so I'm, that reminds me of stuff too. So I don't know, a, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> that was really, I really like, that was really cute though. Her voice. Super name. cute. And also she's oh, like yeah. an amazing ASMR voice. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, hello everybody. I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So and she's learning so much that. from your show, which is I mean, that's, amazing. More I know school. that's so cool, but still yeah, four amazing. year old. I mean, my daughter's six and I'm like, why well, I can't even wrap my head around that one. <sighs> I have one more question for you because the fans were asking on oh. my Instagram because you do have such a beautiful voice and I had so much fun listening and I will be listening more. This, the album that you did with Seth MacFarlane, because I love all of those, oh, thank all you. of that era of music, but um, people want to know if you're still working on music and if you have something new coming out. Yeah, I, I'm always working on music whenever I can. But as you guys know, it's just schedule wise <laughs> with these shows. It's it's so much of your time and you come home so depleted. I'm not, I never come home and feel like I want to get on the piano and kind of <laughs> come up with something really creative. I usually want to go to sleep or I have to spray tan at night, which is not very artistic, but it's the way it goes. Um, but whenever I get a break and whenever I'm inspired, I, I'm always jotting things down. I have a million voice memos and unfinished so songs in my phone. And it's not something that I'm just going to abandon. And once the time is right, maybe when I'm 40, I will release an album. I say this all the time. They hate it. It's the worst answer. And I get a lot of shit for it, but I do mean it. It just has to make sense. Yeah. It's like they can choose to either not see me for two years on TV, which is fine. And I'll mm -hmm. make my album, but you can't always have both unless it makes sense. You know, it's like a 10 month shooting schedule. Yeah. You know? So it's intense. God, how many episodes do you guys do? 22. Although you guys 22. did what, 27? The year? first what year. Yeah, the yeah. first year was 27. I'd never I'm... seen that in my life. I was like, what am I even looking at? 27, yeah. 24, was it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't do that's that. That's amazing. Anymore? I mean, that's unheard of. Yes. No, it's crazy. <laughs> well... Yeah. 
Please give Ellen Dale a big hug for yes. us. He, Absolutely. He will be doing the podcast in the future, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I'm in contact with him. <laughs> I'll write in a fan question. Tell me when it's happening and I'll, <laughs> I'll write in a very naughty fan question for please. him. I'll throw oh, him off guard. Please do. That would be I awesome. We'll ask him. It'll, it'll play into his whole booty call. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh right. of it all <laughs> what's a booty call? oh my god it's so funny it was never a delivery had it been made yeah <laughs> it has been so fun having you liz thank you for taking the time to talk with us and this was awesome thank you for having you it was you, so nice talking to you guys you are so awesome and it's so nice to meet you finally and schwartz just raves about you all the time so i'm like just very very happy to have met you and talked to you and you're beautiful and congratulations on your wedding a year ago thank or your you. anniversary coming up i should say thank you <laughs> right. yes exactly thank you guys and thank you for having me and i'm so glad that we got to do this and it was the most fun so thank you yeah so just a little disclaimer, everyone. Whenever I say the word Kimmel, what I actually mean is Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, not to be confused with Jimmy Kimmel. Fallon. Like I said, what I mean is Fallon. Thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like to watch us, check us out on YouTube. Thanks. Oh, see you next week. <laughs> there she goes with her <laughs> tagline. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Rabia Chaudhry. And I'm Ellen Marsh. And we have a new podcast called Rabia and Ellen Solve, Solve the Case. The case. As you know, I am a very smart lawyer. You are. You're so well-respected in the entire world. You know everything. Thank you so much. And as you know, I am a famous Broadway star. Gorgeous. I sing like a nightingale. Well, yes. at least that's what your mom says. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Ellen Marsh. And, and I'm Robbie. Robbie but we are teaming up to bring you a show like you have never heard before. True crime meets talk show. Nobody's done it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the impossible. And it's the two things that I love. Ellen, I think you'll like it too. What, true crime and talking? Yeah. I'm there. Every other week, we will have a guest talking about whatever true crime case they are obsessed with. We have a list, everything from the Lacey Peterson murder. Yeah, some of the most famous cases you've ever heard of, obviously, like John JonBenet Ramsey, The West Memphis Three. Chris Watts, Khalif Browder. Elisa Lamb, Madeline McCain. Sandra Bland, The Springfield Three. The list goes on and on. But they are all cases that you know, and we are going to dive in deep with someone else and just talk about them. No, we're going to solve the case, Ellen. That's right. We're going to solve the case. So subscribe to Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case wherever you get your podcasts. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.